Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Verse 24 is where we're going to start today. John 20, 24 through 30, that's our main text. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not believe, do not, do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So that's where we're at today, guys. I'm super excited. I pray that we will be blessed. I pray that the messenger will do the message justice. Father God, thank you for your anointing and your will being done in this service, Lord. Let us leave here changed, Lord. Let us lay our burdens at your feet, Lord. Uh, thank you, Father God, that as we lay our burdens down, you will give us peace, strength, and joy, and direction, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit working through all of us. Thank you for healings in every area. And let us strive to put you first in all we do. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church said... Amen. So, guys, I'm super excited. I want you guys to be blessed. Um, now, Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So that's our first verse. Now, what had just happened, this is actually um, in our text. This is Easter night, our resurrection evening. And Jesus had already appeared to the ladies. He had already appeared um, to the disciples. But Tom, Big Thomas, the twin, wasn't there. For whatever reason, he wasn't there. So when he gets there, everybody's freaking out. Now, before this happened, the doors were locked. The, the disciples, they were all hunkered down together. And as the text would say, they were in fear for their life, man. Their teacher, um, their rabbi, uh, he just got nailed to a cross. And now the tomb's empty. The ladies have given them a report um, that the tomb is empty, but they do not believe that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. The weight of what has happened in their world is just too much for them to bear. They're super discouraged, super, I mean, super depressed, to say the least, and, and just sad, man, just all around just super, super sad. So they come together. They're hiding. They, don't, they have no clue what's going to happen next. But it's interesting that they all come together. And I want to talk about that for just one second. Because, listen, when you're going through that hard time, maybe, maybe everything's perfect in your world. I, I sure hope so. Um, maybe it's not. But we've got to be careful who we hang out with when we're going through a hard time. We've got to be careful who we hang out with no matter what, right? Okay? 
Um, but they run together. They're, they're together during this hard time. Remember, the, the good book says that iron sharpens iron. And sometimes when you're going through a tough place, man, you know, you, you might just want to be alone. But I want to encourage you guys, run to other believers, man. Let us encourage one another. Let us go through the scriptures together. We need one another. That's why, that's why we have church. That's one of the main reasons why we have church that we can assemble together when, when it feels like, uh, you know, maybe I don't feel like I fit in anywhere, you know, or the whole world sees things differently than I see. Well, then here's a group of people that we may be completely different in every other area, but we got this in common. You know, we all love Jesus, man. We all love Jesus. And if we love Jesus, you know, Jesus says we need to love our neighbor as ourselves. And Jesus says that the, the good book says that they will know we are Christians by our love for one another, okay? And uh, Jesus says an awful lot, man. The good book says an awful lot about us loving our brothers and sisters, man. So it, it's wonderful that they came together. Um, man, these guys are just super, super scared, man. They're, they're scared for their life. Everything that they had hung their hopes and dreams on, you know, for the last three-plus years just fell apart right in front of their very eyes, man. Um, Peter himself, can you imagine what was going on in, in his heart, knowing that, and, and Peter was being honest, man. He was being totally honest, I believe, sincerely honest, when he said, I'll never, ever, ever abandon you. I'll die with you if I have to. That's how he felt at that moment. But when the rubber meets the road, man, Peter found out, you know, um, that wasn't the case at all. He denied Jesus three times and in reality all the disciples denied them they all fled except for john you know um so they're dealing with that the fact that they that they let jesus down maybe and maybe they're dealing with what they perceive where jesus let them down you know this is not what they had in mind at all man keep in mind jesus didn't promise uh that he was going into jerusalem to kick the romans out he told the disciples, including Thomas, he said, hey, I'm going to die. I'm going to be handed over to wicked men, but don't worry. I'll be resurrected. He said that, okay? Now, that's, a, uh, that's not an exact translation, but that's what he said, okay? That's me paraphrasing. But, man, they, they didn't understand it. It didn't sink in. It went right over their heads. They did not want to deal with that. They had different plans for Jesus Christ than the plans that Jesus Christ had for them. And I got to ask you guys, what do you want? What do you want out of your life? What do you want out of your life? Do you want what you want or do you want what God wants? Are you a man pleaser? Are you a you pleaser? Are you a God pleaser? Yeah, we got to put God first. Amen. Can I get a witness? That's what it's all about. That's what we're here for, you know. And, and our flesh, you know, our flesh, man, it might want something completely different than what the Lord wants, you know. So we got to be obedient because that's where the peace, that's where the blessing is. That's what we want. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Let's jump into our text. Now, Thomas, one of the 12, called the twin. Thomas actually, in Aramaic, means twin. So it's like, it's like now, the twin... One of the twelve called the twin was not with them. I don't know why he's called the twin. I don't know whose twin is, but that's the name he had. Now, Thomas, one of the twelve called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So all the disciples were just distraught, brokenhearted, scared, sitting behind locked doors. What are we going to do, man? You know, what's going to happen to us now? And then Jesus appears to them, you know. So their sorrow 
has been turned to joy. They are super excited, man. You know, Jesus just appears. It's awesome. He breathes on them. The Holy Spirit's given. And they are, they are just supercharged, man. But for whatever reason, Big Tom wasn't there. You know, and can you imagine when Thomas is walking up those stairs? Maybe he's holding some groceries or something. Maybe he had to go milk the goat. Or I don't know what he had to go do, man. But he wasn't there. Maybe he was just late. You know, but he gets up there, and there's all this commotion, you know. He's like, oh, my goodness gracious, what's going on here? Opens up the door, and all these guys are just super excited, man, super stoked, man, because what they never thought was possible just happened, man. They, uh, Jesus was not just their rabbi. He was just not some guy, not only just some guy with some amazing teachings. He wasn't some general. He wasn't just some earthly king. He wasn't what they expected him. He was their risen Savior, their Lord and Savior. And now they're starting to see it, man. And they're super stoked. But Thomas, Thomas, man, he still feels the same way, man. Even though he sees they're excited and he knows something, he knows they believe Jesus is alive. You know what I mean? You remember when you were in that place? You know, I remember when I was in that place when, when my mama and my daddy, they, they were definitely believers in Jesus Christ. And I was still in that place where I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. But I, one thing I do know is Fred Rott and Claudia Rott, they believe this wholeheartedly they believe this. You know what I mean? So this, that's the point where Thomas is. He's like, something's happened to these guys. You know what I mean? But, but I'm not like them, man. You know what I mean? I'm not so easily fooled. You know, something happened, but I'm not sure what they said happened. happened. How could it be? Because I know that Jesus Christ, I know that my rabbi, that my teacher, that my master, I know, he, I know he's dead. I know he's dead. How in the world could he be alive again? Even though he told the disciples, hey, I'm going to rise again. He said all these things were going to happen. And that went right over their heads. Even though he saw the miracles, uh, the raising of Lazarus, you know, in these things. What had happened, man, the, the, the pain, the agony just weighed way too much for him to reach out and trust, man. Now, have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like that? Like, man, okay, there's something to this stuff, man. And it works for people. It works for a lot of people. But these people, they ain't been through what I've been through. They haven't been down the road that I've been down. You know, that, that stuff's okay for them. And I would like it. I would love to believe it, man. But what I've went through or what I'm dealing with is just way too heavy. There is no situation like that in our world. Can I get a witness? Jesus Christ is there for us. He's a present help in our time of trouble. But sometimes we just think these things are just too massive. Okay, well, the same, the same God that took the children of Israel um, out of Egypt, got them to the Red Sea, parted the Red Sea, you know what I mean, did the impossible, fed them with the manna, had the pillar of fire, had, had the cloud by day, all the plagues on Egypt, man, didn't affect them. When they left, they left with their pockets full, man, from the Egyptians, man. They got 400 years of back pay all in one day. They, they're leaving, man, and they get, boom, right up to the promised land, which blows my mind. You know, they get up to the promised land, and they're like, eh. Now God, God totally did the Red Sea thing and drowned all the Egyptians, and there was all these plagues and everything, and he feeds me every single day from heaven. 
But once I cross this river, not the Red Sea, but once I cross, cross this Jordan River, well, there's giants in that land. The, the, the problems over here are bigger than my God. And it blows our, my mind, it blows our minds to think about that, that they would see things that way, you know, when God had done all these amazing things for them. But we can get like that. You know, we can be like, well, God, yeah, this is different. This is, this is the real deal. Who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? Because we're not following uh, some dead guru. We're not following some teacher that died 2,000 years ago because that teacher is the Messiah, and he rose from the dead. He now sits at the right hand of the Father, and he intercedes for us. Thank you, Jesus. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. Goodness gracious. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Thomas is like, I, I don't know what happened to you guys. I don't know what you saw, if it was a ghost or something or somebody playing a trick or maybe the wine we had. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever you saw, I'm not buying it. I'm glad you guys are in a better mood, man, but my heart's still broken, you know. And he said, I will accept no counterfeits. I will, I've got to see the nail scars. I've got to see it with my own eyes. And, you know, Thomas, you know, he's got the name Doubting Thomas, which is, is not, not biblical. You know, that's, that's what the church, you know, came up with that, Doubting Thomas. But all the disciples... You know, they were doubters. They were all doubters. You know, the women come to him. It's like, hey, hey, the tomb's empty and the angels. And and they're like, you girls are crazy, man. You know, they didn't buy that. It took them seeing the risen Savior for them to get this way. You know, so they all had their moments of, of doubt, you know, big time. But Thomas gets the name Doubting Thomas and, you know, whatever. But he wasn't always that way. I mean, he was a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Remember, he, he was the one that when they were going to go to uh, Bethany to where Lazarus was sick, you know, right before they went into Jerusalem, um, Jesus said, hey, our, my friend Lazarus, he's ill. Blah, 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 blah. All God's people went, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the disciples try and talk him out of it. Like, no, dude, that's the wrong direction to go, man. Last time we were in that area, those people tried to kill you. They tried to stone you. And Thomas, not known as Doubting Thomas at the moment, he was like, hey, man, let's go. Let's go do this. We could do this. Hey, let's go die with them if that's what it takes. I'm going where Jesus goes, you know. So it's not that he didn't love Jesus. It's just that this thing was just just devastated him and some of us have been in places like that man you know it's like man this is kind of where i get off this is this is it for me man you know this is i'm just killing time till quitting time from here on out man this is just all just too much god doesn't want us to be that way you know so i want to encourage all of us because we do have the scripture and the scripture is god breathe man this is our manual for life and if you feel like there's no hope. I hope you don't feel like that. I felt like that before. If you feel like something is just impossible, you got to get into the Word of God, man. You got, you got to let the Word of God strengthen you. Faith cometh by hearing, right? Faith cometh by hearing. You want to grow your faith? 
You got to work it out, man. You got to get into the word of God. Okay, so real fast, look with me at Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Let's encourage ourselves in the word of God because this is life. Okay. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. I saw it with my own eyes, man. I, I saw them. I saw them beat them. I saw them take them away from us in the garden, man. I know what happened to them. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, even when it looks hopeless, even when nothing makes sense, even when you're scared, man, because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, God wants to give us peace. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Okay, we got the point. Trust in God. This is, but this is what's going to happen to us. This is what's going to happen to us if I say, you know what? I'm not focusing on the wind and waves. I'm no dummy either, but, but I'm not going to let what everybody else is telling me bring me down. I'm trusting in God. I'm fixed on God. All right? I'm standing on his promises. This is what's going to happen to us. He is like a tree that withers up and dies, and kids break branches off when they try and climb up it because it ain't no good no more. It doesn't say that. Blessed is, the man, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water. You know, plants need water for photosynthesis and all that stuff, and actually that's sunlight, but I'm just... Anywho, anywho. <laughs> he is like a tree planted by water. Trees do need water. That sends out its roots by the stream. Now look at the little tree. Look at the little tree, man, that's stretching out its roots, man, getting to that water. You know, we got to do that sometimes, man. We got to reach for that living water, you know. And sometimes it is a struggle, man, you know, because the, the thing, the battle, whatever is just heavy, man. It's like, you know, like a Thomas situation where you're like, man, just everything's all messed up. Everything was cool, but now everything is messed up. I don't know how I can get through this. I can't imagine my life being normal or any, any part of normal. Man, you got to stretch out them little roots. Man, we got to reach for the Word of God. It's a fight. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it's a fight sometimes. You don't have to fight to be depressed. I don't have to fight to be depressed. All i got to do is wake up. You know what I mean? It, it's easy. I mean, it's easy for us to be depressed. It's easy for us to be discouraged. But, see, we got to fight, man. We got to fight not just for your right to party, Jeremiah. No, I'm playing. <laughs> um, forgive me. That's the Beastie Boys. Anywho, we got to fight, man. You know, sometimes we got to lift up that sacrifice of praise. Sometimes we just got to refuse to listen to all these flaming arrows that are be th being thrown at us. Does that make sense this morning, guys? Man, we just have to say, you know what? God has made me some promises in this book, and I'm standing on these promises because my God is faithful. He will not let me down. Okay. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. See, when we are that little tree, that is grounded in the Word of God, that is getting its nourishment 
from the word of God. When, when, the, when the trials and the storms and the things that could scare us and freak us out and give us anxiety or the temptations, when they come at us, check this out. That sends out its roots, the streams, and does not fear when the heat comes. Hey, man, it's getting, it's getting crazy. But you're calm, cool, and collective. Man, thank you for saying that, but I'm just trusting in the Most High God. I'm trusting in God. I know that God will not leave me or forsake me no matter what he allows me to go through. And I'm in this storm. I'm in this trial. I'm going to get through it, and God's going to be with me. Can I get a witness? And does not fear when he comes, for it leaves remain green and is, and is not anxious in the year of drought. See, we can go through crazy times in every area of our life and still be productive, man, still be fruit-bearing, you know, because we're tapped into that living water, okay? We, we are standing on the Word of God. We're in the Word of God. We're, we're believing what God says over what the newsman says, over what the lawyer says, over what the doctor says. Amen. Can I get a witness? And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be that light leading people to Jesus Christ. You know, during these crazy times where we say, like, you know what? I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy, but I'll let you in a little secret, man. God is getting me through this. I got peace that surpasses all understanding because I know that God is in the middle of all this. You know, God's in the middle of all this stuff that Thomas is going through right now. You know, I mean, this is, this is the, the biggest thing ever, man. But his heart is so heavy. It's so broken right now that he cannot, he cannot lay his faith on what other people have said. You know, he's like, well, that's great for you guys, but... But, man, you guys ain't been right in the three years I've known you, you know? This is just crazy talk. You guys are nutcases. You've been through a lot, Pete. You've been, <laughs> shh, shh, it's okay. It didn't happen. Calm down. His heart's broken. Okay, moving forward. Look at your neighbor and say, moving forward. Psalm 112 and verse 7. This is what we need to be like, guys. He is not afraid of bad news. That's one thing I, I love. I love it. I Clint love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I get a you know a bunch of phone calls, and it works for everybody. Anytime you get a phone call, you know it's a 50-50 chance. Either there's going to be some really bad news, you know, it's going to be something crazy, or it's going to be something cool. You know, I don't get a lot of cool cool calls. I get a lot of. Crazy stuff, you know, and I don't mean that you're crazy. I'm not saying that you're not crazy. I'm just saying that, you know, you get these calls, you're like, oh, man, that is some heavy stuff, you know. But see, that's why we got to stay in the Word of God. We got to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. See, that's all the difference in the world, man. I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in God. That is some crazy news. That's for sure. Well, how am I going to get through it? By God. God's got to make a way. But he will make a way. Amen? Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Man, this is a doozy. You keep him in perfect peace. Raise your hands if you like perfect peace. Not just little baby peace. Not like that peace that is cool when you're talking to that church person, but then five minutes later you're like... All God's people went, you know. But see, sometimes, man, we just have 
to stretch them roots out, man, into that water, man, into that living water, into that, into that, uh, uh, that life-giving water. Can I get a witness? Isaiah 26 and verse 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. There it is again. Fix our thoughts. Fix our eyes. Fix it all, man, on Jesus Christ. Fix it all on Jesus Christ and what he says in his word. Because that's why we have this word, man. This shows you over and over again how God is faithful to people that ain't nowhere near perfect. You know, people that are just trusting in him, man. You know, that's what we got to do. You can, we can be like a doubting Thomas and refuse to believe. And I'm not coming down on Thomas. You know, he's had a tough go of it. I'm just saying, man that God wants to give us peace right in the middle of the craziness of your world, man. Way before anything is ever actually lined up into place, man. You know, God says, I want you to have peace. I want you to trust in me. And we got to do that. You know what I mean? All right. John 20 and verse 26. Eight days later, man, Tom just went through a whole week of, you know, just no closure, no peace. The other disciples, man, they're doing great. You know, they're doing a lot better than he is. Not Thomas. It's like, man, unless I, unless I can touch the holes in his hand, unless I can put my finger kind of gross, Tom, you know, but <laughs> I just got to put my, you know, just put my hand there in the, in the spear hole there. I'm not going to believe it. Eight days later, Sunday again, a week after Easter. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Thomas is there this time. Although the doors were locked. Okay, so why are the doors locked? Because they're fearful of the Jews, man. You know, they really don't know what, what the next step is. You know, they're like, man, the festival's over. It's time to get out of here, but I don't know if I want to hit the street, man. You know? They have all this that they got to worry about. Well, even though they've seen the risen Savior, except for Thomas, there's still that fear there. We don't have to live in fear, amen? Trust in the Most High God. Just throwing that out there. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Nothing. Okay, let me just talk about this real fast. These guys are scared, man. You know, they're scared. They don't know what's about to happen. They know that the religious elite, you know, don't like them at all. And they're just kind of freaking out. So they got the door locked. But see, and sometimes we do that, man. Sometimes we have to circle the wagons or we feel like we have to circle the wagons. You know, we've been dealt a hard blow or, you know, just life's been kind of weird. Something's been going on in our world and we're just kind of, you know, just kind of a little uneasy, man. I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, we, we just went through like a whole year plus of all that rubbish. I mean, all the, all the craziness and all that, you know. And that messes with you a little bit, you know. You're kind of afraid. I don't know if I'm going to leave the house. I don't know. You know, we can get like that sometimes. Well, the disciples are like that. They're behind locked doors. But look at this, man. Who rushes to the scene? Not just for Thomas, but look, he's rushing to the scene, man, to give peace. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that wonderful? 
I think it's wonderful. Maybe you don't need him in your life. Maybe you can handle it all on your own. But that's not true. That's not true because eventually you'll be in a place where you've done everything you know to do, but it still seems hopeless. You know, or you, all you know to do is just lock the door, man. It's crazy out there. Oh, no. All the kids in the house, lock the door. You know, but here, here's, you know, God blesses those who mourn. I don't like to mourn, but God says, I'll be with you. You know, that's a part of life. Um, you know, God says he's close to the brokenhearted. I don't like being brokenhearted, but what a wonderful promise. You know, it's, it's a huge, wonderful blessing that, that God refuses to lie to us. You know, he, he does not have the ability to lie. He cannot break his word. But, I mean, he just puts it right out there, man. This life's a tough one, man. It's tough. Ain't everyone going to like you? And, if, and not everyone's going to like you because you're a Christian. And bad, scary things can happen to you. And when you feel like you have to lock the door at night because you don't know what's going to happen, look, that door, look, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. What a wonderful blessing, man. And that means something to me. And I know it means something to the folks in here that have been through some crazy stuff. And I know it'll mean something to every single one of us one day because he is so faithful during the hardest times of your life, man. Okay, Romans 8 and verse 38. For I am sure, oh, this is so good. Because boom, he just appears. What's up, guys? Hey, Tom, what's up? <laughs> yeah, isn't that so cool? He just appears to him. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Nor anything else in all creation. That's a pretty big umbrella term, you know. Nothing you can imagine can separate you from me. <laughs> there ain't nothing out there. I'm at the top, man. I'm at the top and nothing will hold me back from getting to you. You know what I'm saying? When you need me, buddy, don't run away from me. You know what I mean? I'm running to you. I'm running to you to be that present help right here in this time of sorrow. Amen? We'll be able, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, that's the thing. You can't leave out Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what gives us access to, to our Heavenly Father. He's the one that made a way for our sins to be forgiven. It was his sacrifice that gave us that connection to our Heavenly Father because our sins has separated us from our God. You know what I mean? But see, Jesus Christ has done so much for us. And so why put him in that little tiny little box and say, well, you know, he, he certainly died for my sins and I got eternal life and, and I'll never know what hell feels like and all that. He got me through the Red Sea. He got me out of Egypt. But now I'm at the border of the promised land. I'm about to have this major victory. But I'm like, this is way too big for my God. That's, that's, uh, that's rubbish. That's horse hockey and pig pinocchi, right? Is Ron, no, Rhonda's not in here. Um, my, my dad used to say that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Mike, do you remember that? Horse hockey. Never mind. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, is everyone all right? Can I get y'all some pastries? Next week. Remind me. Remind me next week and I'll, I'll, uh, 
If you, if you don't forget to remind me, um, I'll make sure we all have pastries. But you got to remind me. Yeah, yeah, Larry, text me a Sunday morning. When I'm on the way, I'll swing by the bakery and pick up a couple, couple hundred pastries. Well, I, I just say that many because I like to eat a bushel myself. I like to eat a bushel myself. I guess my sugar where it needs to be. We'll be able, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at Joshua 1.9. It's not on your bulletin, but you've got it memorized. Nothing can separate us from his love. Well, what does that love look like? Jesus gives himself. Who rushed to the scene? Boom, no, no locked doors holding me back. Hey, Tom, what's going on? Whoa. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Oh, I don't know, Jesus. I mean, this is crazy. This is really hard for me. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. Don't be discouraged, man. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hey, man, I love you and I'm right here with you. You know, remember Isaiah 41 verse 10. He will give me strength. He will help me. He will fill in those gaps. So, yeah, man, I might be in a messy situation, but we need to lean on him. Amen. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, ain't nothing going to separate us from God's love. He's right there. And sometimes we'll lock the door ourselves, man. You know, sometimes we'll lock the door ourselves trying to, we know we can't keep ourselves from, from, from Jesus or, or the Holy Spirit. I mean, King David said, it don't matter where I go, I cannot escape your presence, you know. And sometimes we feel like, hey, no one cares about me, whatever. But sometimes we'll lock the door ourselves because I'm kind of naughty. I'm being naughty, man. You know, I'm, I'm kind of rebellious right now. So I'm trying to, the more rebellious we get, you know, the more uh, we try and do things that we shouldn't do, the, the farther away we're going to, you know, get from the church people, you know. The farther away we're going to get from the scripture because that stuff's very, you know, can be convicting to us, you know. But also, man, don't forget how much Jesus loves you. You know, it's like, no, that's not going to hold me back, man. I'm not giving up on you. Thank God he will not give up on us. Amen? You've got Mel. Then he said to Thomas, so, so here's Jesus, here's Tom. James and John and Peter's like, told you, dude, told you. Check it out, man. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. This is really cool right here, man. You know, Jesus gets it, man. You know, he's been tempted in every single way we've been tempted. He knows what it's like. He just never gave into it. And he's like, okay, yeah, you know, you know, Tom, I get it. I get it. You're not going to hang your faith. You're too smart for that, Tom. You're not, you're not going to believe just because these cats said it happened. And, you know, I, and I, like I said, I can kind of relate to that, man. I remember when my mom and dad, you know, they, they were fired up Christian folk. And I was like, well, they, they got it going on. They believe it. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You know. But, see, Jesus says, to the doubter, not just Thomas, but to all of us. 
You know, anybody that might be out here right now that is saying, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm. You know, Jesus says, hey, seek it out, man. Do your research. Uh, it's worth the effort. You know what I mean? We're talking about our eternal life. Amen? You know? And he says, the day, well, matter of fact, I wrote it down here. Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. If you're serious about this relationship, Jesus is more than serious. Amen? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You take this thing serious, man, and I'll become so real to you. And it's not some fake thing. It's not drinking the Kool-Aid, man. It's not getting in line with all the other, you know, the sheeple. This is the real deal. You know, this is the real deal. And God says, man, you take it serious, man, and I'll reveal myself to you, you know. And everybody, everybody has got to come to that place. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. And I say, if you haven't done it, you need to do it today. You know, you got to make that decision. You know, Jesus isn't going to force you to do it. But he'll give you all the evidence you can handle and a whole lot more. And I'll say, just take that jump of faith, man. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. You'll go from, you'll go from heading to the pits of hell to a king's kid, man. You know what I mean? Okay. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. And put it on, and put it on your hand. And place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Let me read John 14 and verse 6. Now, this is interesting because Thomas doesn't get a lot of, uh, he doesn't get a lot of Bible time. He gets more Bible time than, than some of the disciples, you know. But this is actually, John 14, 6 is one of the times where Jesus is talking to Thomas before this. Okay, so what's happening is Jesus is telling the disciples, hey, man, I'm about to be handed over to sinners, man. I'm about to lay down my life. I'm going to have to go and prepare a place for you. And uh, Thomas is like, oh, dude, where are, you, where are you going? How can we, we don't get it. And so John 14, verse 6, this is Jesus actually answering Thomas. Jesus said to him, I am the way. You want to know where I'm going, Tom? You know the way where I'm going. You know me. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So all this hoopla, you know, which is, which is really huge, man. I've noticed a lot over the last several years that there's this whole thing about just being sincere in what you believe. Grab something that sounds good to you and just believe it, man. And we'll, we'll end up at the same mountaintop one day. That's not true. That is a lie from the devil, man, you know. And Jesus is making that point. I'm the way to the Father. You're not going to get to eternal life unless you believe in me. You've got to do that. So I'm pleading with anybody in here, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do it, man. You need to do it. You will never regret it. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. What a wonderful, wonderful day that would be. John 20 and verse 28. Oh, there we go. Okay. So Jesus is like, here, Tom, check it out. See? This is where he got me. It's me. It's really me. 
Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Now he's got it. He's got it because he's seen it. You know, seeing is believing, right? I'm from Missouri. Show me state. You know, if I don't see it, I ain't believing it. We've all got to come to that place. We've all got to come to that place where we're like, I know you are my Lord and my Savior. I know you are who you claim to be. All right? The evidence is overwhelming, man. You know, I know in my heart, I, I know and I feel so wonderful about it that, that when I take my last breath, I know I'm going to be the, in the presence of my Lord and Savior. I know that. I don't fear death. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about that. No, if it's up, no, I'm not going to go there. It's, I don't fear that stuff, man, because I know where my future is. And I want all you guys to feel that same way. And maybe you do, but maybe there's one person out here that has not accepted Jesus Christ. Man, listen, we're only here. We're only here for a little while. And then it's eternity. And we're going to spend it one place or the other. One super awesome, one ain't so good. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God, not my rabbi, not just my teacher, not just this cool dude who did all these miracles, but you are my Lord, my God. You are my Savior. I now see you are who you say you are. That's the place where we got to be. Even if you do not understand it yet, you got to make that leap. You got to ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Can I get a witness? Jesus said to him, now, now this is it right here. Now this is, this is really, really cool because all of Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. But in closing, check this out. Check this out. How God is speaking like he always does through the word. But he is reaching out to us, man. Like, what's it called when you're, you're watching a movie? Nick, you're real smart. And that's what I've heard. You're watching a movie and the dude breaks the, the barrier between the audience the fourth wall, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Where he's like, <laughs> okay, the dude in the movie will turn and he'll start talking to the people in the audience. Like, hey, stop eating that pop. He'll, he'll, he'll break that fourth wall, whatever that means. This, this is, you know what, just forget all that. Check this out. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Tom, Tom, big Tom, hey, man. But remember, all the other disciples were the same way. You see, Jesus is, is not only talking to the disciples, not only talking to Big Tom, but knowing that 2,000 years down the road, there'd be these guys in northwest Florida. You know what I mean? He's saying, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's a message for me and you right now. You know, we have not put our hands in the holes in his hands. But, oh, I believe, and I'm no dummy. I mean, I'm not real smart. I have trouble spelling, and, you know, multiplication kind of gets me confused sometimes. i got to count with my fingers. But I'm not dumb. I mean, well, my mama says I'm smart. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say, man, is you don't have to hang your in intellectuality, your smarts up at the door to come in and, and be a Christian, man. You know what I mean? This is the real deal. 
This is the real deal. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for our sins, and we have got to accept him. Romans 6.23, it's not on your bulletin. For the wages of sin is death, separation, separation from our Creator forever and ever and ever, man. For the wages of sin is death if you've broken his law once. And maybe you haven't broken his law. Maybe, maybe. No, that's impossible. We've all broken his law. Many, 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 many times. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. Everybody, everybody's sinned. Everybody's blown it. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God. Jesus Christ did the work already. We just have to accept it. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, there it is again. Without Jesus Christ, you'd have no access to God the Father. Okay? Because our sins have separated us uh, from our God. But because of what Jesus Christ did, we have access to God the Father. You know what I mean? And see, Jesus is right there at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding for me, and he's my advocate. You know what I mean? He's like, uh, Paul, he, he's, he's, he's a hot mess, man, but he's with us. He's, he's, he, he's, he's under the blood. You know what I mean? I'm in that family, and I want you guys to be in that family if you're not already. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. 1 Peter 1.8. Though you have not seen him, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. I can so relate to that. I can totally relate to Thomas and how he was, man. And I can also relate to Pete when he's talking about that inexpressible joy. Because no matter how crazy and hard things get, man, I'm in the family of God. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in that family, man. As crazy as things might get, man, my God is with me. He is faithful. Um, when I'm faithless, he is faithful. He'll never leave me or forsake me. And you know what? One day, I'm going to take my last breath, and there's going to be an angel right there, and he's going to grab me and take me to the other side of glory. Hey, that's good news, man. I ain't looking to go anytime soon, but it's cool to not be fearful about it. Because, I mean, let's be honest, man, the world, the world, in the back of their mind, the unbeliever or the skeptic, man, they're terrified. They really, really are, you know, and they can have all the, this fake boldness and, and stuff like that. But, man, in the back of their minds, man, they are scared, dude. They are scared to death. Huh? That's the truth because they don't know. But, see, we do know, and we are obligated to give the truth, truth and love always. It's another sermon. Anyway, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. This is This is... This is for us, church people. For we walk by faith, not by sight. That's the message Jesus just told Thomas. Thomas, good for, good for you. You know, here I am, man. Check it out. You know? But he's saying blessed, super blessed are the people that don't see me like this. You know? But they still believe. You know, and I just want to encourage everybody. He's not far from you. If you're in the family, 
If you're in the family, he's right there. He's a present help in time of trouble. Don't be discouraged. Lean on him. He will get you through. He is faithful. But those of you that are not in the family, if there be anybody out here that is not in the family, what I mean by that is someone that has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Please, please listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more and may God bless you.